morning and welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 8th of March. My name is Bernadette Anderko and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. Today we'll cover the usual markets roundup and Leonardo Palandini is going to tell us why there's still good reason to buy healthcare stocks. But first, let's start with an update from the markets. In regular trading yesterday, the Dow Jones closed nearly 575 points lower, meaning that it's actually turned negative year to date. The S&P 500 slid 1.53% to close below the key 4,000 threshold, and the Nasdaq Composite lost 1.25%. The sharp decline for stocks was accompanied by a spike in bond yields, with the rate on the two-year Treasury note rising above 5%. It actually touched its highest level since 2007 at 5.08% earlier this morning. The rate has now surpassed its 10-year equivalent by a full percentage point for the first time since 1981, leading to a deeply inverted yield curve, whereby shorter-dated yields are higher than longer-dated ones, which, as we know, can be a potential sign of a recession. The sell-off in stocks and treasuries and a rally in the US dollar came after Fed Chairman Jerome Powell spoke before the Senate Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs Committee. His message to lawmakers was that the Fed's so-called terminal rate, i.e. the peak in interest rate levels to be seen in 2023, is now likely to be higher than previously anticipated due to stubbornly high economic data in recent weeks. Comments from Mr Powell aren't over yet. Today, he's due to testify to the House Financial Services Committee, so markets will be closely following that to see if any more clues as to forthcoming monetary policy are revealed. Australia's central bank governor, who's just delivered another rate hike, says that he has a completely open mind about the bank's April policy meeting and will be guided by key economic data as to whether to raise interest rates further or pause tightening. Overnight in Asia, in Hong Kong, the Hang Seng Index lost over 2.5%, led by consumer cyclicals, healthcare and basic materials stocks. Shares of Asian energy companies and miners dropped as a combination of the Fed outlook and China's modest economic growth target weighed on commodities. Mainland China's Shanghai composite dropped 0.5% and the Shenzhen component traded down 0.4%. Japan is at least in positive territory this morning, with both the Nikkei and Topics up just under half percent. With regard to currencies, aside from the US dollar strengthening, the yen continued to weaken, the yuan traded just below the key level of seven versus the dollar, and the currencies of Australia and New Zealand held on to their large losses from the previous session. In commodities, oil held on to yesterday's deep loss overnight as the outlook for rate hikes raised concerns over a drag on demand. Gold was little changed after falling to its lowest in a week, also in response to Mr Powell's testimony. And finally, iron ore dipped as investors consider data that suggests China's steel consumption remains slow. The good news is that before we have the next Federal Open Markets Committee meeting, US policymakers will have a chance to review both the February jobs data and an update on consumer prices. US non-farm payrolls, unemployment rate and the monthly budget statement are due out this Friday and CPI data will be published on Tuesday. I'm afraid that as I end my wrap, the futures boards are indicating a negative start to the day in Europe. So do proceed with caution this morning. That's it for the wrap. And now I'm delighted to be joined by Leonardo Pellandini from our equity strategy team this morning. You've reiterated your overweight view on healthcare stocks this week, Leonardo. This despite the sector's underperformance year to date. Can you talk us through your reasoning, please? Good morning, Bernadette, and thank you for having me this morning. So we would like to reiterate our overweight call on healthcare, despite the slow start that you mentioned in in 2023. In fact, the equity rally of the last couple of months did not really go in favor of healthcare stocks. 
which are down more than 4% since the 1st of January. In particular, we have seen the large cap pharma space, which suffered from a rotation out of defensives into cyclical stocks, as the fear of a hard landing scenario is now at its lowest. So investors piled in the cyclical rally, given the optimism, which has now taken a pause. We have also seen yesterday comments of Jerome Powell of a more hawkish stance from the U.S. Federal Reserve as it may need to reaccelerate the pace of interest rate hikes. Stocks fell yesterday as the repricing of rates kicked in, even though uh, the Nasdaq index is up more than 10% year to date and the euro stocks at 11%. So we believe this is a more of a healthy consolidation and that the next economic releases, such as the initial jobless claims and the change in non-farm payrolls in the U.S., will give us more guidance on the strength of the economy. We would expect the high quality and strong pricing power companies in the healthcare sector to generate positive earnings growth going forward. We also see relative valuations of defensive names versus cyclicals more attractive again, and the lower sensitivity towards higher costs should insulate the sector from the expected decline in profit margins across industries as we encounter more elevated inflationary dynamics. Starting from a higher base of labor costs, this could potentially be a negative for margins, although we do not expect wage inflation to be particularly painful. In addition, uh, healthcare tends to be a sector with high productivity based on earnings per labor cost. What we have seen also from historical returns is that big pharma tends to outperform well in stagflationary periods, given the high degree of pricing power and less exposure to rising input costs. And this results in relatively stable operating margins throughout the economic cycle. And last but not least, um, the healthcare sector is also quite versatile. It offers some differentiation within its segments. MedTech, for example, is the most cyclical sub-segment which has been outperforming in the latest market rally and would therefore profit from a better economic outlook. And we would therefore see buying opportunities in the segment as well towards the middle of the year going into H2. And that would be all from my side and back to you, Bernadette. Thank you for those uh, many reasons to prefer healthcare stocks. And thank you for joining me today, Leonardo. Well, this concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Join us again for all the latest market news with my colleague Helen Freer tomorrow morning. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective. Whether it's starting a business, preparing for retirement, or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.